When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 2020. No, You Can't Make a Person Change, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Hello, everybody. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. And like I said, this is Part 2, so I am here to finish up a post we began yesterday. Our featured author, Mark Manson, is a really talented guy, so do be sure to check out Part 1 so you can really take in all his information and follow sequentially. But if you are caught up, then let's get to it. We're going to hear more insight covering why you can't make a person change and what to do instead as we continue optimizing your life. No, You Can't Make a Person Change, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. I don't get to decide what's right for you. I don't get to decide what makes you a better person. And even if I did decide, The fact that I told you to do it, rather than you doing it for yourself, robs you of most of the emotional benefits. The people who tend to populate the self-help world are there because they have a chronic inability to take responsibility for their choices. It's full of people who have floated through life looking for someone else, some authority figure or organization or set of principles, to tell them exactly what to think, what to do, what to care about. But the problem is, Every value system eventually fails. Every definition of success eventually turns up badly. And if you're dependent on someone else's values, then you're going to feel lost and identityless from the start. So if someone like me stands on stage and tells you that for half your life savings, I will take responsibility for your life and tell you exactly what to do and what to value, not only am I merely perpetuating your original problem, but I'm making a killing while doing it. People who have survived trauma, who have been abandoned or shamed or felt lost, they've survived that pain by latching onto worldviews that promise them hope. But until they learn to generate that hope for themselves, to choose their own values, to take responsibility for their own experiences, nothing will truly heal. And for someone to intervene and say, here, take my value system on a silver platter, would you like fries with that? Only perpetuates the problem even if done with the best of intentions. Caveat. Active intervention in someone's life can be necessary if that person has become a danger to themselves or others. And when I say danger, I mean actual danger. They're overdosing or becoming erratic and violent and having hallucinations that they're living with Charlie and Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. How can you help people? So, if you can't force someone to change... If intervening in their life in such a way as to remove the responsibility for their own choices ultimately backfires, what can you do? How do you help people? Number one, lead by example. Anyone who has ever made a major change in their life has noticed that it has a ripple effect on their relationships. You stop drinking and partying, and suddenly your drinking friends feel like you're ignoring them or are too good for them. But sometimes, just sometimes, Maybe one of those party friends thinks to themselves, yeah, I should probably cut back too. And they get off the party boat with you. 
They make the same change you did. And it's not because you intervened and were like, dude, stop getting blackout drunk on a Tuesday. It's simply because you stopped blacking out, and that became inspiring to others. Number two, instead of giving someone answers, give them better questions. Once you recognize that forcing your own answers on somebody sabotages the benefits of those answers, the only option left is to help the person ask better questions. Instead of saying, you should fight for a raise, you could say, do you believe you're paid fairly? Instead of saying, you need to stop tolerating your sister's nonsense, you could say, do you feel responsible for your sister's nonsense? Instead of saying, stop pooping your pants, it's disgusting, you could say, Have you ever considered a toilet? Here, may I show you how to use it? Giving people questions is hard. It requires patience and thought and care. But that's probably why it's so useful. When you pay a therapist, you're essentially just paying for better questions. And this is why some people find therapy to be useless, because they thought they were signing up for answers to their problems, but all they got was more questions. Number three, offer help unconditionally. This isn't to say you can never give people answers, but those answers must be sought by the person themselves. There is a world of difference between me saying, hey, I know what's best for you, and you coming to me and saying, what do you think is best for me? One respects your autonomy and self-determination. The other does not. Therefore, often the best thing you can do is simply make it known that you are available if a person needs you. It's the classic Hey, I know you're going through a hard time right now. If you ever want to talk, let me know. But it can also be more specific. A few years ago, a friend of mine was going through some stuff with his parents. Instead of giving him advice or telling him what he should do, I simply told him about some of the problems I had with my parents in the past that I believed were similar. The goal wasn't to force my friend to take my advice or do what I did or even to care about what happened to me. That was all up to him. I was simply making an offering putting something out there. And if it was useful to him in any way, he could use it. If not, that's fine too. Because when done that way, our stories carry value outside of ourselves. It's not me giving him advice. It's my experience lending perspective to his experience. And his right to choose and take responsibility for his experience is never impeded, never encroached, always honored. Because ultimately, We are each only capable of changing ourselves. Sure, Timmy may have a sweet job and one less PlayStation, but until his self-definition changes, until his feelings about himself and his life shift, he's the same old Timmy. Except now, with a much more frustrated mother. You just listened to part two of the post titled, No, You Can't Make a Person Change, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And that brings us to the end of this post from Mark. It's been a great couple of episodes covering really important subject matter and relationships. And now this type of content is really important to stick with because of how incredibly addictive it can be to try to mold people. I think we've all been there, especially our loved ones. You know, we believe so much in who they could be that we try to take charge for them. And this has been a recurring theme on ORD lately, but I really don't think it can be overstated. And it should also be said that these alternative, effective means of helping people that Mark finished with are not only best interpersonally, but also on a worldly scale. 
Many of us right now feel called to change the world for the better and upend entire systems that have been in place for a long time and what have you. And this desire is great. But again, force and shame only perpetuate the problems that you feel are present. Rather than trying to flip the world by yourself, just as you would with individuals you love, work on setting a good example. Work on helping those in need, even if they're different from or are in opposition to you. We're often tempted to take a more bullish role for people and causes we care about, but that tends to yield poorer results. So work on Mark's suggestions here when it comes to both big and small scales. Okay, so that'll do it for today, folks. It is time to get out of here, and I'm going to hop off my soapbox. But I'm really grateful you joined me today for the back half of this post, and tomorrow I'll be bringing you even more great content. So be sure to tune in for that, and I'll talk to you then, where your optimal life awaits.